Greetings and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. On that note, if you want to donate, if you donate $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and From John to Justin, and on social media. If you donate $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by you with your name at the start. It's also stated it's sponsored by you on social media. If you donate $20, you get everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you and promotion of something you're working on. And if you donate $50, you get everything from the $5, $10, and $20, plus you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. You can also donate at buymeacupofcoffee slash craigu, and all of these links will be in my show notes. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to Bairdo37. And if you like, you can find weekly videos about Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash CanadianHistoryX. You can also find transcripts of every episode I've ever done on my website. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. After John Campbell and Princess Louise left for England, Canada's fifth Governor-General arrived at our shores. Henry Petty Fitzmaurice, the fifth Marquis of Lansdowne, would arrive during a tumultuous time in our history, but would prove himself more than able for the job. Throughout this episode, I will refer to him as Fitzmaurice, but usually he's referred to as Lansdowne. Born on January 14, 1845, Fitzmaurice was the great-grandson of Prime Minister Lord Shelburne and the son of Henry Petty Fitzmaurice and his wife Emily. The lineage of the family dates back to the 12th century, where his ancestors were the powerful Fitzgerald and Fitzmaurice families. Studying at Oxford, he succeeded his father upon his father's death and became the fifth Marquis of Lansdowne in 1866. He inherited a large estate of 121,000 acres and an immense amount of wealth. That same year, he entered the House of Lords as a member of the Liberal Party. He would serve as the Lord of the Treasury from 1869 to 1872, and the Undersecretary of the State for War from 1872 to 1874, and the Undersecretary of State for India in 1880. In 1869, he would marry Lady Maud Evelyn Hamilton, and the couple would have four children together. With his experience in overseas administration, he was chosen to become the new Governor-General of Canada in 1883. The arrival of the new Governor-General was tracked closely by newspapers. The Montreal Gazette would write, quote, The arrival of the steamship Circassian with the Marquis of Lansdowne and Sweet on board has been eagerly awaited during the day and telegrams from the various stations as to the whereabouts of the steamer have been watched with great interest, end quote. Upon his arrival in Quebec City, Fitzmaurice was greeted by Prime Minister Johnny MacDonald and a cheering crowd of people. The Montreal Gazette reported, quote, Sir Johnny MacDonald also received a hearty salutation from Lord Lansdowne, who assured the veteran statesman of the pleasure it gave him to renew his acquaintance made some years ago in London, end quote. Due to his Irish heritage, his appointment was unpopular with Catholic Irish residents of Canada. Sir John Macdonald was also concerned, but would state upon meeting Fitzmaurice that he was, quote, relieved that there was not a single sign of dissent to the cheers which rang along the train platform, end quote. Macdonald and Fitzmaurice would actually become very close friends, often dining together at Rideau Hall. 
A few days after his arrival, Fitzmaurice would give his first proclamation, which were the appointments of a secretary, an aide-de-camp, and more. He would also take a trip through Ottawa and visit Parliament Hill for the first time on October 25, 1883. The Montreal Gazette reported, quote, They say they are charmed with Ottawa's scenery and the government house surroundings. His Excellency has extended his patronage to the Philharmonic Society's concert at the Grand Opera House, end quote. Fitzmaurice arrived in Canada as the country was in the middle of building the Canadian Pacific Railway, which was quickly going bankrupt due to the high costs of building through British Columbia. As Fitzmaurice's grandfather was a general with Napoleon Bonaparte, he spoke fluent French, something that endeared him to the Quebec people. He would write after his first speech to his mother, stating, quote, Before I had got out half a dozen words of the French reply, the whole audience burst into a rapturous applause, which continued more or less until I had finished. I suppose my French was less bad than some to which they had been used. At any rate, it pleased the good folk of Quebec. End quote. In 1885, the Northwest Resistance erupted in the West under Louis Riel and Gabriel Dumont. While the resistance lasted only for a few months, it caused a great deal of unrest in the Canadian West, something that the Canadian government did not want as it was pushing for settlement out there upon the completion of the Transcontinental Railway. In order to calm the situation, Fitzmaurice travelled out to the Canadian West and met directly with the Indigenous to hear their grievances or their treatment by the federal government. He would publicly object to the treatment of the Indigenous by Indian agents, stating in a letter, quote, these Indian agents are many of them great knaves and are being paid for old scores now, end quote. He would also meet with Chief Poundmaker, calling him, quote, a magnificent fellow, dignified enough to be an emperor and looking like one, end quote. When he met Chief Crowfoot, he said he was, quote, the most influential Indian of the whole lot, and we are anxious to be as civil to him as possible, end quote. With the Métis, he wanted to be conciliatory, focusing on their land claims. He would write to MacDonald, quote, would it not be possible to send out a strong commission with powers to deal promptly and liberally with these land claims? End quote. Sadly, his efforts did not do anything to improve the situation of the indigenous. Despite his sympathy for the indigenous and Métis, he would uphold the capital punishment sentence of Louis Riel. The International Arbitration Society would send a cable to Fitzmaurice asking him to intercede over the death sentence, but he would refuse. What did happen when Fitzmaurice went to the West was that he developed a great love for the physical beauty of Canada and the outdoors. He would also become the first Governor-General to travel the entire length of the Canadian Pacific Railway, which was completed in November 1885. When he departed on a train from Ottawa on September 24, 1885, the CPR was not yet finished, so he went by horseback and boat until he arrived at Port Moody, British Columbia. He then went to Craigalachie to drive in the last spike, but poor weather had delayed the completion of the railway. MacDonald then told Fitzmaurice that he should return to Ottawa, which he did in nine days by rail, arriving in Ottawa on October 26, 1885. The trip was described in 1920 by Maclean's magazine, which stated, quote, Lord Lansdowne was a singularly quiet man and hardly made an inquiry or remark during the trip, though he took a great interest in everything, end quote. The trip, even though broken up slightly, consisted of Fitzmaurice traveling along the right-of-way of the railroad, where tracks had not yet been laid down. The trip also included going to Lethbridge, Alberta to see the coal mines, going to the Rogers Pass, where the track ended only 25 kilometers short where they would connect with the rest of the British Columbia track, and the Royal Society of Canada would state that this was the first occasion on which the new railway route had been followed on both directions across the mountains on the same overland journey. 
During his visit to British Columbia, he received two indigenous masks as gifts which are now in the British Museum. His stay in British Columbia was greeted with enthusiasm by residents of the province that had only recently been connected to the rest of the country. The Victoria Daily Times would report, quote, His Excellency was received by the mayor and council, and on a stepping ashore was greeted by a rousing hearty British cheer, end quote. The newspaper would note that he would be visiting various dignitaries in the capital of the province and attending many functions during his stay. The Daily Times reported, quote, The reception according His Excellency, the Governor-General, by the citizens of Victoria was a most cordial one, evincing the attachment of this remote portion of Canada to our most gracious Queen and the throne of Great Britain, end quote. While in Winnipeg, he became the third Governor-General to visit the community and was greeted with enthusiasm by its residents. He would visit the province of Manitoba twice, both times of which were declared general holidays in the province. The Manitoba Weekly Free Press reported, quote, We welcome Lord Lansdowne to Winnipeg as infinitely the best and most deservedly popular governor-general who has yet ruled the Dominion, end quote. Due to his love of the Canadian wilderness, he would purchase a second residence for the governor-general located on the Cascapedia River in Quebec. Fitzmaurice estimated that in his time in Canada he caught 1,245 fish, weighing a total of 29,188 pounds, with an average of 23 pounds. The largest he ever caught was 45 pounds, while 210 fish were over 30 pounds. He would reminisce in Maclean's magazine in 1920 of one fish he called Jack the Sailor, which he believed to be 50 pounds. He would write, quote, If there were good days and brilliant successes, there are also disappointments and tragedies. I can still visualize the huge fish which I hooked in Jack the Sailor, which after running out of the great part of my line, leaped into the air and then parted company. If I ever saw a 50-pounder, it was that fish. End quote. At Rideau Hall, he had two open-air skating rinks on the grounds, as well as a covered curling ring and toboggan slides. On Saturdays, residents could come to Rideau Hall where a military band played music. On December 22, 1883, the Lansdowne Toboggan Club was formed, with the Governor-General and his wife becoming patrons. The slide was installed at Fletcher's Field and ran for 600 yards with a wooden chute that was 15 feet high and 50 feet long, and by February, the club had over 350 members. As a lover of curling, Fitzmaurice became the skip of the Rideau Hall team and was called invincible for its play on the ice. In 1886, there was a dispute between Canada and the United States over the issue of fishing rights, and would fall to Fitzmaurice to negotiate this when she was able to do. He would encourage the British government to support Canada in the negotiations. In the end, Fitzmaurice was able to get a new trade agreement accepted by President Grover Cleveland, but it was rejected by the American Senate. There were of course some issues during the time Fitzmaurice was Governor-General, and they came in the form of William O'Brien, an Irishman who seemed to have a personal crusade against the Governor-General. On May 11, 1887, he would speak to a group of people at Albert Hall in Montreal, where police were stationed nearby to prevent any sort of hostility. In speaking, O'Brien criticized the fact that £20,000 was being paid by the citizens of Canada to the Governor-General. He would say in his speech, quote, If he was making a bad use of it, they would pass their opinion on his conduct, as they had a just and constitutional right to do so. End quote. He also criticized Fitzmaurice for his land holdings in Ireland and the eviction of various people during hard times. The Orangemen, an organization aligned with the Governor-General, would state they were ready to defend the Vice-Regal if O'Brien continued his attacks on him. Before long, the uproar died down, and O'Brien faded into history. Fritz-Maurice would make the first long-distance phone call in Canadian history, which he did during a curling match between Rideau Hall and a Montreal team in 1887. 
The purpose of the call was to provide the ongoing results to a scoreboard in Montreal. In 1888, Fitzmaurice departed Canada with regret, stating that he would miss its, quote, clear skies, its exhilarating sports, and within the bright fire of the Gatineau logs with our children and friends gathered around us, end quote. He would give much of the credit to his success as Governor General to his wife, who helped him along the way. It was Lady Mon who held a party for 400 Sunday school children at Rideau Hall that was a huge success that helped endear the new Governor General to Canadians. As mentioned before, Fitzmaurice enjoyed sports and played cricket, becoming the top-scoring player on the Rideau Hall team, which defeated teams led by the members of Parliament and Senators. Despite leaving Canada, though, he and Macdonald would continue to exchange letters. Fitzmaurice would write to Macdonald in 1889, quote, I fancied myself back in my study in Ottawa, listening to your confidences as to the House of Commons prospects and difficulties, unsuspected by the outside world within the Cabinet, end quote. MacDonald, for his part, would call Fitzmaurice one of the best governors-general Canada had ever had. The Winnipeg Tribune would say of Fitzmaurice's time as governor-general, quote, The social atmosphere at Government House was given more colour and scope, and winter sports were brought into play as a medium of social contact, and their fame in various respects given wider currency in Great Britain, end quote. In speaking of him personally, the newspaper wrote, quote, Lord Lansdowne personality was pleasing, dignified, even impressive, and his popularity in all respects was evidenced on his departure in signal fashion, end quote. The Montreal Star would write decades later, quote, He was a vigorous man, deliberate and cautious, yet always anxious to proceed by the rule of reason and the determination of policy. Lord Lansdowne lived in an atmosphere of glowing life, which made him the fitting representative of the crown in Canada, then in the early period of settled development, end quote. After he left Canada, Fitzmaurice would serve as the Viceroy of India from 1888 to 1894, then as the Secretary of State for War from 1895 to 1900, and the Secretary of State for Foreign Affairs from 1900 to 1905. In the 1910s, future British Prime Minister Bonar Law would introduce a young Canadian member of Parliament to Fitzmaurice in England. Law stated the man, William Lyon Mackenzie King, would be Prime Minister one day. On June 3, 1927, Fitzmaurice became ill and died suddenly only hours later. He was 82 years old. Upon his death, his estate was worth an estimated $103 million in 2020 funds. Lady Maud would pass away in 1932. In Canada, streets are named for Fitzmaurice in Toronto, Sudbury, Ottawa, Sarnia, Fredericton, Westmount, and many other places. The community of Lansdowne in Nova Scotia is named for him, as is Mount Lansdowne in the Yukon. Four schools in Ontario and Manitoba are also named for him, and the Lansdowne Subway Station in Toronto and the Lansdowne Skytrain Station in Vancouver have also been named for him. I will finish off this episode with a quote from the Montreal Gazette, printed a few days after his death. It states, quote, That Lord Lansdowne was a popular governor-general is evidenced by the fact that towns, townships, streets, and schools have been named after him in nearly every part of Canada. In this way, there will be perpetuated in the Dominion the name of one of the most outstanding statesmen of the Victorian time, and whose keen and helpful interest in public affairs was maintained throughout the long life now brought to a close. End quote. I hope you enjoyed that episode and our look at the Fifth Governor General. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. And you can donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking Donate.
I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from Biography, Canadian Encyclopedia, Maclean's, Montreal Gazette, Wikipedia, Victoria Daily Times, Library and Archives Canada, Ottawa Journal, and the Winnipeg Tribune. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.